Nation. It's any given fun day presented by Joey and Ray on 104.5 The Team. Welcome to any given fun day here on 104.5 The Team. Ray's too sexy. Joey's too sexy. Any given fun day is too sexy. Woo! Dude, my head was vibrating and we just started. Did you like that? I loved it. I figured. I love seeing that live too. That was awesome. Oh yeah, I bet. Kind of jealous. Uh, but um, welcome to another episode. Uh, scheduled content edition of any given fun day here on 104.5 The, te- the Team. And on the free 104.5 The Team app. Early morning jitter show. It's okay. No, you know what it is? It's the coffee and then it's Drake. It's every time, bro. It's every time. He just blood makes is me pumping. Lo- he makes me lose my words. Our blood is pumping. Yeah, I'm good. I'm back. I'm good. Um, huge stuff to talk about today. Um, Albany Firewolves. Mm-hmm. They played. They 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 completed a game, right? May not have been the uh, exact outcome that they wanted, but there was a game played. The inaugural game is out of the way. It was in Ontario. There was a great crowd, and that's what matters. So we'll cover that uh, right here in the opening segment. Got some football stuff to talk about. I got a I got something uh, that we can go back and forth on Ray regarding the New York Giants at one point. Uh, maybe we'll talk some NBA, throw a little college football in there. You know how we do it. We just do it. There, there's no, yeah, it's, um, <laughs> we're like a good thrift shop, right? Just, you go in, you kind of just pick random stuff, then you thrift. So we just thrift through our, our mindless brains. Very interesting analogy, but I guess I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> so here we are, but, uh, this is still playing. Perfect. Um, so let's start, right? Let's start. The Albany Firewolves, they go out last night, first game ever as the Firewolves, and they head out to the first Ontario Center in Hamilton. They play the Toronto Rock, and I'm impressed. I think that's the first thing that needs to be established here. I'm impressed with how they went out and played. They dropped the game 10-9, to but if you didn't watch, which I highly recommend you watch going forward, it's on my four Albany Channel 4, if you have... Uh, Good to know. Yeah. Dude, and I watched it, and I was actually... I was in. I was, like, locked in. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, but, like I said, 10-9, to 9, they lose. But the excitement was there. I felt good watching it. I was like, this is cool. It was so fast-paced. And, Ray, have you ever... First, have you ever watched box lacrosse? No, I never have. Do you know... Or is the goal smaller? Because I know the goalies have more pads. The goalies the are ginormous. Yeah, I don't know, I know about the size of the goals, right? <laughs> I'm not a lacrosse uh, connoisseur. Right. However... That dude looked like he had about eight pillows stuffed under his, his jersey and padding and all that stuff. Yeah, because you play regular lacrosse, and those guys really just have, what is it, I think, shoulder pads and maybe like a knee pad or something like that. But there's yeah, not much yeah. to him over there. Yeah. And then you get into this league, and it's like seeing a hockey goalie in lacrosse. Yeah. So that was uh, that was cool to see. But the pace of the game, right, was awesome. Like, these guys have to be in peak condition. And I'm, I'm not going to sit here and act like I know... More lacrosse than I know. I'm here to learn just like you guys are here to learn, just like you're here to learn too, Ray. Mm-hmm. I I liked the product. I liked 
everything about it. I think it was fun. I think it was really high energy. I watched a guy get ejected late in the game uh, for making a blindside hit on a Firewolves player. Wow. But like the hitting, Ray, was something out of the 2011 Ravens playbook where you have Ray Lewis coming across the field and he's going to absolutely lower his shoulder into you. Like it was, it was a hit. So what you're telling me is this is basically hockey on turf. Yeah, it's the world's greatest show. Wow. Yeah. That's what I'm in. When's the next game, Joey? What if I told you, Ray, the next game is at home? Wow. December 18th. Saturday night, December 18th. They will be playing the Rochester Nighthawks, who also played last night, had a great game, and they won 13-12. So if there's any parity here, right, it's 10-9 game for the Firewolves, 13-12 game for the Nighthawks. They played the New York Riptide. I like it. I'm here for it. Close games, hard hits, fans. Can you ask for much more? I don't really think so. And the fact that these games were so close in general, it the way you're talking it just about makes it, it better. I'm sitting here. I feel like I'm just listening to the radio right now. I feel like I'm listening to you convince me that the next time that the Albany Firewolves pop out, me or and if you want, you know, open invite, Joey. Yeah, you want to come with me. Do you want to come with me? I, I'm going to be there. <laughs> okay, so do you want to come with so me? So I guess it's an invite to Perfect, me. Yeah. yeah, I'll be there with you. How about that? But I was flattered anyway <laughs> by the invite. 15 lead changes or ties in the game. This is the uh, like Firewolves game. game. Yeah. Like, it was good. It was really good. Like, I watched, um, I was out the first two or three periods, and then I watched the fourth, and it was back and forth. Uh, Albany was... Down one, and then they scored two goals straight, and then they were up nine eight, and then how long are the periods? I know it's four. Uh, it's four quarters, right? Yeah, periods, or periods, uh, whatever. periods, quarters. Yeah, but there's four of them. Okay. Um, I it was just the fourth was like watching the last six seven minutes of like a good NBA game, or like an NFL game too, where you're like, dude, it was good. You know that the game's going to take more than what the time on the clock is, but where you the- see six minutes and it's really an hour. You know what you know what I think is different, Ray, that that made me enjoy it so much? And it's it's like a basketball game as more opposed to football. I think just in the fact that, right, football, if you say you have three minutes left and you turn the ball over, right? You don't score. That's it for me. I get That's what you probably mean. it for you. In this, though, you know, you're down you're just you have so many more opportunities. So if you're at the six minute mark in this game and they miss a goal, you're just going back down. You're going like you're going to get ten more opportunities for the Firewolves to go tie that thing up or whatever it is, and it came down to the last second, and that's what I like, right? In football, you can tell who's going to win that game in the last five minutes, unless it's a close game, right? Yeah, right. But if you miss that opportunity with two minutes left, it's probably over. Yeah, because in basketball, obviously you're basketball, going back you're just and forth. going back and forth. Very Plus, there's a shot pace. clock on there for right. you. Where as in football, you know, you get a first down, you're continuing your drive, and yeah. yada yada yada. Yeah, so, I get so what you mean. I was I was very impressed with that, and while we're on the local scene too, Ray. Um, definitely wanted to give a shout out to Troy. I had a, I had a swell time yesterday. Did you? Oh my goodness. It was great. Fill me in. So shout out to Troy, uh, all the bars out there. Shout out to White Claw. I don't know if we're (laughs) supposed to do that, but they were the one that sponsored the event. So great job by White Claw for putting on a a great event. Did you have your fair share? I really didn't. No? No. Just chilled? No, just a couple. Nothing crazy. Uh, but what what an event. Bar hopping around, and it was a SantaCon, uh, but it was all all the money was being donated to the kids, um, so that that makes it all worth the while in itself. But that was a good time. Like yesterday was a day for Albany. 
I think. Like Albany capital region. And I, think, and I think that represents well by what the shirt that you're wearing today, Joey. I heart up. I heart up. Yeah. There's no Represent, dude. I do. I do heart up. I really do. <laughs> so what a, what a good couple days, you know, it just was. And it'll bleed into the next couple of weeks here with the firewolves coming home and the holidays and all the stuff that goes on in the community. And, uh, we don't, we don't shed enough love on it. Yeah, to be, honest, it to, be honest with, to be honest with you, I thought you were going to start the show with Christmas music just because of, you know, we're now in December, counting down the days till Christmas. You have and no came idea where I'm going to go. I never no did. No, because he came in hot with Drake and Future. But I would, I would go out on a limb and say that our listeners, right, I know you're listening right now as I say this, you like this, you like what I do. <laughs> you like the fact that you don't know what song's going to come on. The oldies out there, maybe I throw one in for you. The young guys, maybe there's something for you. The moms, hey, we don't leave any of them out, Ray. And it's that simple. What's so funny? Oh, man. You uh, you just, I don't know. Sometimes you say things and I, and I don't know if you process them through your head before you say them. What's wrong with the moms? Nothing. Nothing's wrong with the moms. I just feel, you know what, you singled them out. Listen, man, the moms need love too. I right? Sometimes understand we, that. Maybe I'll come back and I'll play... Uh, What's a good? What's a good mom band? Hold on, my mom loves, uh, or at least when I was growing up, I don't know if she still does, but Cheryl Crow. There you go. Maybe I'll throw on a little Cheryl Crow. That. Next thing you know, maybe there's, you know, I, I don't even know. It, it, that's that's the beauty of it. I just have a full platform of music in front of me, <laughs> and it's like a good charcuterie board. Like I can pick whatever <laughs> I want. <laughs> the DJ at the helm. It's 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 just it's actually a, a gift, right? In some way, shape, or form. Uh, I'll call it a gift, but we have long breaks today, so we're gonna hit. We're gonna hit a break here, right? When we come back, let's discuss. We'll discuss a little bit of college football, but I got a a statement, an opinion that I want to share with you and with everybody else regarding running backs in the NFL. Okay, all right, and it's just been something that's kind of been boiling in my blood for a few days. More my speed, I'm ready. So I definitely want to talk about it. Um, Make sure you check us out on all our social media platforms at Given Fun Day. Uh, we're going to be doing something, I think, in the next week or so uh, with trying to help a family. I think that's the, that's our, our plan awesome. uh, for the next few weeks until Christmas. We're going to try and help a family out um, and get them some Christmas presents and stuff like that. So definitely, if you want to contribute in any way possible, make sure you give us a follow, uh, primarily on our Instagram account at Given Fun Day. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll be taking donations and stuff to to help out said family that we don't know about yet, but we will get attached to at some point in the coming days. Excited for that. Cool. So when we come back, Ray, NFL running backs, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Any Given Fun Day. It is 104.5 The Team, and it is the free 104.5 The Team app. It's Any Given Fun Day, presented by Joey and Ray on 104.5 The Team. I knew it was coming today. I just didn't know when. Miracles work in crazy ways. <laughs> crazy, crazy ways. Yo, Joey House, I like to think I know you a little bit. You have no idea. <laughs> you have not the slightest. You're not the first person to say that either. I'm, I'm sure I'm not. I might let this just roll a little bit in the back for a second. Good stuff. Welcome back 
to any given fun day here on 104.5 The Team and the free 104.5 The Team app. You are chilling on a Sunday fun day with Joey Haas and Ray Osterhout. Our guy Kobe, producer Kobe, is currently uh, living he, it up. I think he's in Miami. Miami. Yeah, he's, he's, at the, he's going to the game today. He's in Miami, so that's where, that's where he's at, but... It's okay. We're still here. I still, I'm functioning with the camera. We're doing our best. Yeah, that's it. That's all we can do. That's all you can ask for. So thanks everybody for tuning in here. And Ray, this is where we're going to have a good conversation. So I've been thinking about this a lot and the running back position and we're just hearing stuff. It's a constantly changing um, platform, right? As far as running backs go, who's in, who's out, who's this, who's that, right? I've came up with... I guess a hypothesis, what is it? Like, what's the scientific, yeah, uh, you, hypothesis. Know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. That running backs are by far the most disposable position in the NFL. Is that a fair statement? Wow. Say so you're not going to tell me, and then you drop this bomb on me? That bomb. Wow. Let me give you some, let me, I'll let you, I'll let this marinate for a second. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about, I'll just give you some reasoning, right? So, one one culprit that I look at a lot is is Saquon Barkley, right? Okay. Huge draft pick for the Giants. Very important player went on the field. But when he but he's hasn't been on the field at all, really, over the last two or three years, right? Great, phenomenal rookie season. Then what what's been of Saquon Barkley? I'll go out and take a hot take that I think, so don't get me wrong, I do think that there is a select, a small group uh, of running backs that are very, that are worth, like, paying past that initial contract. I do. I think there's a group of them. I think that group, we could all, you, you have those in your head, right? The, the Possibly the Christian McCaffreys, right? But the Camaras, the Ezekiel Elliott's, the Derrick Henrys, right? Guys like that, where it's like, you know that one, they're going to be healthy. Two, they're going to perform, right? And those guys deserve those contracts. But there's a small group of those guys. I think it's a fair statement to say that 20 to 25 teams in the NFL, you can you can have a any running back and it be disposable. Okay, I'm looking at the screen right now. Jonathan Taylor, we're out to that list, okay? JT, he's going to get a contract and he's going to be great, I think. But other than that, Ray... Can't we agree that like you can basically throw out any guy that's young with fresh legs and they're going to do a decent job running the football? I can somewhat agree with you on this. I mean, you've given me a little bit of time to think and process this whole situation. So this is where I'm coming out with it, right? You think about what the Packers did last week and what they've been doing with A.J. Dillon coming in this year, right? And how Dalvin Cook or what Dalvin Cook has meant to that Green Bay offense going through this year, right? Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. What did I say? Dalvin Cook. Wow. <laughs> I didn't even know I said that. Yes. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> I said Dalvin Cook. Well, I'm here for a few things like this. <laughs> but anyway, like I was saying, A.J. Dillon has come in into that role, and he's performed just as good, if not, you know, to the same that the other running back has. And Aaron Jones is great. Aaron Jones right? is great, and he's a top running back. But even along with the lines that you said, right, the guys that you expect to be healthy, Derrick Henry, one that you said, is out for the season. Alvin Kamara has had injury problems this year as well. So you look at that, but look at what the Saints were last week or um, this Thursday without him. You look yeah. at what Mark Ingram was supposed to do for that for that offense and didn't perform at all. 
So I'd say in certain scenarios, and obviously they've had a, the Saints have had trouble with their quarterback along uh, this year as well. You know, Jameis Winston getting injured, bringing in Trevor Simeon. Now you have Taysom Hill, who brings a different style of quarterback to that team. It depends on the scenario, and I'll say this too. Running back, I would agree with you saying that it's the most disposable because you look at running backs in the past and who's lasted. You look at Adrian Peterson, right? But all the other names, a lot of the other names that have been in this league for a while, you can't really name them. Most of them are new. And the guys who have been around the longest, even the guys who have great careers as running backs, usually last about 10 years. And you look at what quarterbacks do. You look at what receivers do. You even look at what linemen do. Linemen get beat up probably the most out of anybody on the field. And they're the ones, um, I'm trying to think of who, it was Joe Thomas, right, is the, is the name that comes to my mind from, uh, from the Cleveland Browns, right, who had a long career with them, right? Mm. I believe. So yeah. I'm going to say that name. Okay. Um, Nick not Mangold. A big, not a big Browns. Jeff Saturday. Okay. Those kind of guys, right? Yeah. You look at those guys and you're like, if those guys weren't leading your, your line, it would be an issue. But you throw a different running back behind that really great line and they can make it out for you. Because you have a guy in Dallas, too, when you look at them, like you said, Ezekiel Elliott, you got Tony Pollard now, who just brings a different style. And with Zeke still being injured and having these injuries, it gives these young guys a shot. So I will agree with you in saying that the running back is the most disposable spot. I just think that there's so many great running backs in this league, right? Not phenomenal. The phenomenal is saved for that that small group of running backs. But, Ray, it's just I feel like... And I feel bad for running backs. I do. I feel bad for them just because their career span is so short. It's so short. You have such a small window. You have to be so great to get that second contract in the NFL. You have to be so great to get that second contract because there's always going to be another guy that's trailing on your butt that's going to be younger than you. He's going to be more agile. Absolutely nothing you can do about it besides go out there and just put your body through hell every Sunday to try and get that second contract. And there's so many talented running backs in the NFL. We could go through the list if we wanted to, but you look right in New York, right? Saquon Barkley, great example. What's he going to warrant on a second contract? What's he going to get? Because he's going to go out there. He's He's been injured the last few seasons on and off. He's not going to get a huge contract, but we know what Saquon Barkley can do when he's healthy. He's a top five running back when he's healthy, when this offense is chugging and plugging, right? Yeah. What I think really should happen with him is they should, when his contract runs out, give him one year, hope that he's healthy. And if he is and performs, that's when you, because I, I don't think, I think running backs are the one that you stay away from, right? Because you look at, like you said, you look at guys in the past, you look at guys like Maurice Jones, Drew, you look at Peyton Hillis, you look at guys like Doug Martin, guys that show something in that one season. And then all of a sudden just fall off the face of the earth. And you're like, what happened to those guys? Yeah. And you don't know what running back that's going to be because I feel like every single year we can debate and say who we think is going to be the top five running back or even top 10. And you look at the top 10 running backs this year and half the people that were supposed to be on that list aren't because either a they're injured or they're underperforming this year. You look at guys like Nick Chubb and obviously Kareem Hunt, right? The two dynamic or one of the most dynamic running back combos in the NFL hasn't even been able to play snaps half the year, right, together. And that's part of the reason that the Browns, and now Baker's getting blamed for it, and obviously Dernis has done, and that's another thing too, Dernis Johnson has done a great job stepping in when need to. And whoever they put in that, in that scenario has filled in great. So what I think the Giants should do with Saquon, give him a year after his contract expires, 
see how he does, see if he can stay healthy, and then maybe even go on a year-to-year basis with the guy because you don't want to jeopardize your salary cap going forward when you know that there's a next best guy that could possibly be coming out of college that you thought you saw in Saquon Barkley. I like that. I I think that's a completely fair statement, dude. I just, it's been something that's been on my mind and I I just don't, I don't see a place for contracts for in with running backs. Like I think if I was a GM, I'm not paying any running back past their first contract. There's always going to be a set of fresher legs, right? It's it, obviously you got to have the vision if you're a running back, right? Like you either have that or you don't. But I feel like if you're so say I'm I'm Zeke Elliott, right? I'm Ezekiel Elliott. You're Tony Pollard, and I'm I was a great running back for a long time. I got that contract, but like why? Why did I get that contract when you're going out there, right? And you're giving me 11, 12 carries every game for sixty to sixty five yards. Why? With Big play capability, like you showed. Why though? Like why? Why? Why did I get paid? I shouldn't have gotten paid. My I, my franchise did me well. You know why? Because they didn't know that Tony Pollard was coming. Right, but but that could be the same with any running back. I just feel like if you draft a running back in the sixth round, he's going to go out there and he could be just as good as Zeke Elliott. Yeah, look he at could. what Dave, look at what David Montgomery has done. We weren't even talking about him a couple of years ago, and then last year he was supposed to break out. There's just and, so many running you know backs I mean? like that. That's how it goes. It's guys who are at the bottom of the table who you don't expect come out and and usually are the better running backs of the year. Yep. And that's why I agree. You know, all these projections, we can have projections and do all the analysis and do whatever we want to. But the thing with running backs is, and the consistent thing with them this year especially, is been injuries. And who has been able to stay healthy has been the best running back. And you look at this year and you would have to say Jonathan Taylor. Sure. Right? Yeah. So. That's just, that's my personal, obviously, I'd love to have debate with more people about this. And I would love to see the other side of people that say, you know, running backs are are a one in a a generation, like kind of talent. Like when you get a good one, you got to hold on to them. I don't know. I don't think you can make that statement, though, just based off of the facts that we've just talked about and the amount of names that we've been able to throw out there just off the top of our head of not even looking at any lists or any teams. I mean, look at what the Broncos are doing with Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. Williams has been breaking out. It's a dual league, too, right? And he's getting more and more touches. And now every team, if you look at it, has that backup, has that young guy who they are hoping can— Every single— Team does. Because what do you what do you want them to do? You want them to pressure the guy who has been there and proven himself as a guy like Melvin Gordon has, right, in his yep. career. Yep. And you want to push him to be the best running back that he used to be. Or else you know that there's a guy behind you who's going to come take your spot and he's going to be one getting all the carries and next year you're going to be number two or you ain't going to have a job. This is what I'm going to leave this. this is, we're about to go to break here, Ray. This is what I'm going to leave everybody with, right? In the next five years, when you're actually when you're watching football today and then going forward in the future, I'm going to say that the reality of football at the running back position will be you will not see any more workhorses in the next five years. You will not see any more of the Christian McCaffrey's, uh, the Saquons, where they get 25 carries a game, 30 touches a game, including pass. It's, it's going to be a thing of the past. You're going to have two running backs that are great on every team. Not great, but they're going to be two starting running backs, right? You're going to have a 1A and a 1B. And that's the way football is going to go in the next couple of years. That's my hot take. This is Joey Haas. I'm sticking to it. Ray, when we come back, uh, let's discuss. Hmm, what, do you, what should we discuss? I got a couple things. 
Maybe we'll go NBA trade packages involving a certain Brooklyn Nets player uh, that are kind of sitting in the, uh, the back of my head. I do still want to get to college football. Uh, we are squeezed up against time here, but I can tell you right now uh, with full assurance that we will bleed into the 12 o'clock hour uh, because there's some long breaks here. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Any Given Fun Day. It is 104.5 The Team, and it is the free 104.5 The Team app. It's Any Given Fun Day, presented by Joey and Ray on 104.5 The Team. In the night, I hear him talk, the cold story ever told. Somewhere far along this road, he lost his soul to a woman so heartless. It's not complete so until this, though. Right here. How could you be so heartless? How could you be so cold as a winter wind when it breeze yo? Just remember that you talking to Welcome back to any given fun day here on 104.5 The Team and on the free 104.5 The Team app. Make sure it's free because that's a big difference in this world, right? Nothing better than free. It is the free. Free. Free as can be. Running so free, it's not even funny. 104.5 The Team app. This is Joey Haas. Ray Osterhout right over there. What's up, Ray? How you doing, brother? Good to see you. Um, <laughs> and here we go. So, there's, like I said, there were so many things that I wanted to discuss today, uh, but I think we just haven't touched enough on this guy. So, let's get right into it. Kyrie Irving, Brooklyn Nets star at one point. One, one NBA champion at one point. Um, home record a couple times. He just got a good old resume, right? And now he finds himself in this very dramatic scenario uh, involving the COVID vaccine and everything that's surrounding that. And the Nets obviously uh, weren't taking uh, a no vaccination status from Kyrie. Don't have to get into that whole shindig. Uh, but where I do want to go with this is the Brooklyn Nets have a decision to make here as the trade deadline continues to loom closer and closer to them. And I guess. You, you have to figure out if you want to trade him or if you want to hold on to him. His talent is undeniable when he's on the court. He is an impactful player. He's a good player. He's a bucket. He's one of the best ball handlers in the league. Clutch. Clutch. You, you can't ask for much more when he's, on the, when he's on the court and he's playing and he's not causing commotion, right? But that's not the case. The case is that he's not playing. He is detrimental to this team, I think, at this point as far as... Uh, team chemistry goes and just everything like that. And here we are. So there's been some, some rumors going around that Kyrie could be involved in a trade come the trade deadline or before. And there's four scenarios here, Ray. So I'll start you with this one. Let's go through each trade scenario very briefly. doesn't have to be very long and we'll just, you like it, you don't like it. And then let's pick the best one at the end. Then we'll get into some college basketball. Or college football, rather. I'm Sounds sorry. Good. First one involving the Mavericks. First one would be <laughs> jump right into it. Huh? The Mavericks get Kyrie Irving. The Nets get Kristaps Porzingis and Trey Burke. Okay, I yeah. I, I guess if I'm if I'm the Mavericks, I, I like that. Let me tell you a point. I don't know if yeah, everyone knows, but I am a Mavericks fan. So let me tell you the point and perspective as a Mavericks fan. We started off the season very good. We had the offseason drama with Porzingis and Doncic. Doncic basically basically squashed that and said, there's no issues here. We're a good duo. I trust him. He trusts me. I think that we can win with this team. 
Now, do I think that it's been the recipe? No, they've been struggling as of late. They haven't been winning as many games as they did at the start of the season. And to be honest, as much as I love what Trey Burke brings off the bench and what our bench and how, how our young talent has started to come up from the G League and everything else that we've done this year, I wouldn't mind it. Okay. I'm not going to lie to you. I like the trade so far. You're not getting rid of anything huge. You're just adding another point guard. You're getting rid of a backup and a guy who, you know, doesn't bring Luca, you know, numbers to the table. I think when I, when I hear Kyrie Irving and Luca on the same team, I immediately think of something, something along the lines of like the Trailblazers, right? You have two great guards, Dame, CJ, two great guards, really, with the Mavericks, Luca, Kyrie. Yeah, I Fair? guess the the one problem that I would see with this is the problem that since he has been off of a team with LeBron James is what he has caused to every single team, right? And that is, are you able, that, well, that, and are you able to take the number two spot? This is Luca's team. Absolutely it is. 100%. But he would have to take the number two spot really anywhere. I mean, with LeBron, he took the number two spot. With, but what um, did he want to do when he got out of there with LeBron? Yeah, he wanted to. He wanted His to be the number one. His whole point was to go to the Celtics and be the number one. What happened? And that didn't work. And then he went to Brooklyn and had to be the number two to Kevin Durant, yeah. right? if not arguably so, number three. Yeah, with Harden, of course. Um, okay, so I, 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 I'm okay with that one so far. Scenario two involving the Minnesota Timberwolves. Timberwolves get Kyrie Irving. The Nets get D'Angelo Russell and Naz Reed. I think that's a decent trade. D'Angelo Russell, keep in mind, played his best basketball of his career with that Brooklyn Nets team. Yes, he did. Um, and Naz Reed is actually a very good, not great, but good uh, backup center. This might be the only team that I would say he might be able to go in there and take the number one. As much as I love Cat and Carl Anthony Towns. Edwards. Edwards. That team this year, like I said, I, I think they were going to prove some people wrong. They've started off the season that way. Um. I don't know. I don't know if that's a great move for them. Like I said, Kyrie just going into that system, I feel like they're more of a team environment right now more than a Kyrie one-on-one needs to score every single possession, and he hasn't really played with a good big man okay. since he's been in the league, yeah. so I don't know how that would work. I guess that would probably be my only concern with that. Like I said, do you add Kyrie, a Kyrie that we we know and we've seen in the NBA Finals? And throughout the playoffs and, and throughout his career, when he's on the court, he's a problem. Yeah, no, so I agree. I'm I'm assuming that version is coming when I'm talking. Yeah. All right, number three. Here's the infamous trade, right? This is the one that everybody's been talking about since it's since it's been a thing that Kyrie Irving get traded. And that's straight up the Philadelphia 76ers. Ray, you know it. I know it. Everybody who's listening knows it. Sixers get Kyrie Irving. Nets get Ben Simmons. I don't know. I'm not I don't even want to get too deep into this. I I don't know if I'd do that. I'm gonna give you this. You just lost a guy in Joe Harris to ankle surgery. The thing you need to bring in, if anything, out of this trade is another guy who can come off the bench and shoot. I know what Patty Mills has been doing. I know what Lamarcus Aldridge has been doing since he's been back, but you look at the depletion of Blake Griffin this year and now losing out on Joe Harris for arguably most of the season. And you just lost to the Bulls as well. You need another guy on that team who can come off the bench and score. Is Ben Simmons going to be that guy? No. Is he going to fit into that starting lineup? No. I I don't see what part of him fits into this team because when you don't have Harden and you don't have KD on the floor, you don't want to rely on Patty Mills and LaMarcus Aldridge all season. 
You want a guy who you know can go in, drop 12, drop 15, and shoot 40, 40 to 45% from the field. Yep. Yeah. No, I agree. Okay. So. All right. Last one here, and then we'll hop into some college football talk. The Cavaliers get Kyrie Irving back, and the Nets get Colin Sexton. Obviously, he's injured. Kevin Love and Isaac Okoro. That might be a, a solid trade for the Nets. Give you're, me your take on that first because I, I want to hear what you have to think about that before I say my piece. Sure. Um, I think that the Nets are struggling heavily right now without without Kyrie. I think they're just on the – Blake Griffin stinks, right? He's out of the lineup. He's been stinking it up. LaMarcus Aldridge, eh. Kevin Love is still not an all-star at this point, but he could still be a very suitable player. I think once you get Colin Sexton back, he could be a great jolt of energy to this team. And Okoro is a young uh, wing guy. He can defend well. Um, I love the trade. You're not losing anything. At this point, if you're the Nets, you're not losing anything, right? Your team's only getting better. So you basically, the way you have to look at those trades, Ray, is basically you're getting that guy for free because Kyrie Irving isn't even a part of this team, right? It's not like you're like, oh, well, Kyrie would go out there and score this. You don't know. You don't know what he would do. Because he can't play. So the point is, is all you're doing is gaining from this. So I guess that's the the lens that I'm looking through. I understand where you're coming from. Kevin Love is in the pit. I, I don't think there's a return for him. That's just my take on it. He may come back and do something, but I just don't see. I don't think he's going to be a 20 point per game scorer. But if he gives you 12 points and shoots 34 percent from three, I guess I'm OK with it. I would love to see that. I would love rebounds. to see an old Kevin Love come back. I just don't know if it's plausible at this point, to be completely honest with you. I will agree with you that I think that the two rookies, or um, the two younger guys, I should say, in Sexton, and what was the other one? Sorry. Uh, Okoro. Okoro, sorry. Um, both of those guys, like you said, would be a jolt of energy and give a different vibe coming off of the bench. And Sexton is a guy who also prides himself on the defensive end of the ball, which this team has been struggling with, you know, because you look at KD and Harden, you don't think defense for, for those no, two guys. No. You look at Marcus Aldridge, you think scoring, right? You look at Patty Mills, you think scoring. This team doesn't have a defender that's going to get you a stop, especially against a guy who you're going up against like Damian Lillard or like the top other point guards or Russ or whoever. You want a guy like that on your team. Honestly, that's the trade I'm picking. That's it. That would be the trade that I pick. If, if I'm the Nets, looking from the Nets' point of view, that's what I want. I'm going to go to the Timberwolves just because I want to. I would like to see how that would work because I want them to succeed and I want, I want to see Kyrie playing well as much as I don't like what he's done and the, and causing to every team that he's been on. I would like to see him in a smaller market to give him some sort of light and what actual fans look like because that team, that city has been waiting yeah. for a while since Kevin Garnett, yep. right. And Wally Serbiak. Wow. All right. Holy goodness. <laughs> For for this team to that be was good. Big. That was big. So that's where I would want to see this go. Okay. All right. So, Ray, what if I told you that we still have no time for college football in this segment? We don't? Nope. Oh, wow. I know. I'm such a letdown. I am. I'm like a tease. <laughs> no, we're just, we're so pressed up. I don't want to get behind your Sorry, I talked a lot to everyone who was waiting for the college football. Yeah, it's all your fault, Ray. Well, you know what? There's always next week. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. (laughs) Or Thursdays, the other side. Um, When we come back, let's get into NFL football and let's discuss some of the games this week. It is any given fun day. It is 104.5 the team and it is the free 104.5 the team app. 
It's Any Given Fun Day, presented by Joey and Ray on 104.5 The Team. It's like a dying bird. Oh. But it's the best time of the day. Sure is. Sure it's is. The best sound of the day, Joey. Let's get things started off right here in New York. What we do you got, got the Jets going up against the Philadelphia Eagles to start off our pickums. With no Jalen Hurts. No Jalen Hurts, right? Wow. Is that is that what I saw on the TV? No Jalen Hurts. I'm gonna roll with the fact that there is no Jalen Hurts. And I'm going to go out on a on a limb, and say that yeah, (laughs) something was going to sneak out there, but I but I held it in for Thursdays. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the Jets still lose. (laughs) Do we even? Do you know who the Eagles backup is? Uh, Gardner Minshew. Oh, give me the Eagles easy all day with Gardner Minshew. Minshew. I want to see Minshew magic back in action. I'm taking the Eagles. Mustache Minshew magic mania. Next game I got, not staying in New York, but it is New York. And that is the Giants going up against the surging Dolphins. I think think it's it's a very plain and simple thing. Dolphins look good. I've I've been high on the Dolphins now for some time. And when I say some time, I mean like the last couple years on their kind of resurgence to being decent. Uh, I like Tua. I like him. I like Brian Flores a lot. I think he's a really good coach. I know I've mentioned that to you before. I'm going to roll with the Dolphins in this one. I think they can still make the playoffs. I don't think the Giants are going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I feel like whoever wins this game really decides the rest of their season's fate right here, whether you're going to make a playoff push. Or, or if you're, you're just going to stink it up and try just, and get another good draft. Or you're going to tank and stay at the spot you are on the draft board. So uh, for that reason, and the reason that Mike Glennon is starting at quarterback, excuse me, I'm gonna have to go with the Dolphins as well, Joe. But but Ray, but but the Giants have a new offensive coordinator, and they're and they're a new football team, and they're gonna use Saquon Barkley the right way, and they're gonna get Kenny Galladay incorporated. Can't you can't you buy into the Giants a little bit? Not until at least I have Daniel Jones or a competent quarterback. No offense to Mike Glenn, a good quarterback in there that isn't. How old is he? He's got to be 45, right? Next. <laughs> Next up, we got the Colts and the Texans. I like the Colts. I like the Colts in this one. I think the Texans just stink. I don't think there's really a conversation to be had about it. I'm going to go with the Colts. I love Jonathan Taylor, Carson Wentz. You're either going to see an MVP version of him or an absolute stink bomb. So tune in to see. Yeah, I'm going to say this just because you said that. We saw what the Texans defense did to the Tennessee Titans and Ryan Tannehill a couple weeks ago. Don't let that happen. Give Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines the football more times than you can count today. And you will be fine. And, and then you will plus, win this and football add game. five onto that. Add five and ten onto that. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Next up, we got the Minnesota Vikings at the Detroit Lions. I am going to go with the Vikings. Although, if the Lions were to cover, I wouldn't be surprised. But I think the Vikings are the king of close games, right? Yeah, that's, that's usually how the Vikings... They had one earlier this year, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, they love to do that. Uh, but I think the Vikings are still a shoo-in to make the playoffs, honestly. And the the Lions just aren't. I, I was thinking of something cliche to say, but they just stink. 
0-16-1 is calling their name, and I don't think it's going to get it any easier. What is that? That was the the 0-16-1 calling their name. Oh. <laughs> w and bird noise. Telling them to go back to the... Uh, yeah. Just, Speaking of birds. Yeah, go forward. Speaking of birds, the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray's back. DeAndre Hopkins is back. Going up against Andy Dalton and the Chicago Bears. This this is the game, and I've been waiting for this day. Hang on, the music's coming off for a second. I've been waiting for this day for a long time. For the day that Matt Nagy, Nagy, whoever it is, he's going to get fired. And if this isn't the day, this is the this is the end of Matt Nagy, Nagy here today. That's it. <laughs> what a good day to be alive. Continue. I'm going to go with the card as well. Kyler back, DeAndre back. James Conner is going to benefit from both of those things. This should be a wash. Next up, we got the probably, arguably, the game of the week. Chargers and Bengals wild card implications moving forward towards the end of the season. This is going to have a big part in it. Um, Joey, who you got? Justin Herbert versus Joe Burrow. That's definitely my headline of this game. I'm very excited to see this matchup. I like the Bengals. I like the Bengals in this one. I think Joe Burrow's got that team just trending upwards like a good, like a good, uh, uh, I was going to say like a, a good Coinbase account. Like with a good uh, Dogecoin or Shiba Inu or something, right? Just trending 27% up in a night. <laughs> Joe Burrow and the Bengals in this one for me. I completely agree with you. Joe Mixon is finally having a healthy, good season. Um, and I don't know what happened to the Chargers. They came out hot. They beat Patrick Mahomes. And, and now they stink. And now they're losing to the Broncos. So that's when you know you that, hit an all-time low. <laughs> if that doesn't tell you something, I don't know what will. That's well. when you know the stock market's going to crash soon. <laughs> Next up, we got the Buccaneers against the Falcons. I am going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in this one. However, the Falcons have a high-powered offense. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a high-scoring game. I don't think it's going to be a close game, but I think you'll see the Falcons put up some scores and Cordero Patterson do his thing, stuff along those lines. But I'm going to go with the Bucs. But I expect a, a decent scoring game. I completely agree with you, Bucks. I got them all day over the Falcons. Uh, like you said, Cordell's going to do his thing, but I think Tom Brady and what Leonard Fournette did last week, I think he's going to bounce off of that uh, going forward this week. Sweet. Next up, we got the Jags and the Rams. Rams. Next. <laughs> I'll agree. This show's too short to talk about the Jaguars. Washington football team against the Raiders. This is a good game. The Raiders. Sorry, this is a good I game. Say it right. uh, I'm going to go. Football team's been looking good. I think Heineke's made some steps forward. Um, I'm going to lean. Where are they? I uh, believe they're in Las Vegas. I said Oakland. Did I say Oakland? No. Oh, okay. I, don't think I just so. said Raiders. All right, good. Yeah. I'm going to go. Is I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with the Raiders. I'm going to go with the Washington football team. I like what Antonio Gibson's been doing this past couple weeks. I know they, I don't believe they have J.D. McKissick today, but Taylor Heineke's been looking better, and he's starting to look like that quarterback for that team going forward. Uh, Steelers and Ravens rivalry week. I can get behind that. What did I just you, say? Had, you had a, a me <laughs> moment from last week. Tom Patty. Tom Patty. Rivalry. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Ravens. I think Lamar Jackson's absolutely disgusted in himself. Because of what happened last week, four interceptions in a still dub. Somehow, yeah, still still got the dub, but four interceptions—that's unacceptable on his uh, 
on his remarks, right? Not ours, his. So I think he's going to have a big rebound week and put a good old smackdown on the on the Steelers. You know, funny enough, Joe, you told us on our pickums on our uh, Instagram account at Game Fun Day, you did pick the Steelers. Just want to. Oh man, that, you but... re- you really had to get after me on that one. <laughs> yeah, because I picked the Ravens, and that was the only. I one feel like of... I read a couple articles though around the Steelers. That's why this is one of two you know, games. Steelers, Steelers. I read a couple. You heard it, Steelers. <laughs> It's those, so the last two games are the only two games that we picked opposite. Next game will be San Francisco and the Seahawks. Seahawks. No, San Francisco. <laughs> San Francisco. That's why I have the picks. So I don't mess up. Wow, that starts off hot. Yeah. Like, hot as all can be. All right, there we go. I'm going to go with San Francisco as well. I never thought I would be saying this, but I'm starting to believe in them. I know they don't have Debo today. I told you San Francisco is good. They just couldn't. They, they just can't consistently Who's their win. quarterback? Who? Exactly. No, who you talk, team are you talking about? 49ers. Jimmy. Jimmy G. All right, whatever. I don't know. I don't know who that one is. So. Uh, eight, or late game tonight. My Broncos going up against the Kansas City Chiefs and the surging Patrick Mahomes. Chiefs. Chiefs. Chiefs look hot. <laughs> they look good. As much as I want to say after last week, I saw something. Um... The Broncos have to run the football if they want to win this game, and they have to run it well. Um, I think Kansas City is just going to be way too much for them with how good they've been playing as of late. Yep. And then finally, we got a, a really good game to end the week off, arguably game of the week as well. New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills. Oh, this we? is my game of the week. Ray, I'm going to go with the Bills in this one. I think this is an absolutely great game. I wish we could have t- touched on it more, uh, but this is a huge game for both teams, right? But I think Josh Allen's going to go out there, prove why he's still the best quarterback uh, in that division. I think he's going to prove that that's still his division and it's going to be for a long time to come. Uh, I love what Josh Allen does. I love that the Bills are, have some fight in them this season. It's not just a, a cakewalk, but it, rather it's a, a difficult, you know, walkway, right? Patriots are good again. I like that. I think it's going to be a great game. I'm going to lean towards the Bills. Yeah, it makes the division fun again, too. And, and the sure way does. that this sure is going to go for me is I genuinely think that, like you just said, Josh Allen is going to prove himself against Mac Jones, and he's going to you know put the talk back on him because a lot of the talk this year has been about Mac Jones and not enough about Josh Allen. And I think this week he shows that. Bills take it out Monday night for me. Let's go. Yes. I like that. All right, Raymond. Well, we only went about... 15 minutes over what we were supposed to. It's only 1210. <laughs> we weren't supposed to be done at 1155, 1154, whatever it is. Sometimes you just got to be a savage. Yep. Right? That's just how it goes. But, uh, Raymond, thank you for everything this week. You thank did a you. great job. He was well. Kobe, I hope you're somewhere right now sipping on a margarita, getting ready for some football. Yeah, I just saw some of his stories. He's very at the game excited, right now. Very so. excited for him. He's ready to go. Uh, so, hopefully, you enjoy yourself and get back here and get ready to uh, do producer stuff with us. You've been doing a great job. Um, to everybody else, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us. Uh, and uh, definitely stay tuned in for uh, what we're going to be doing with that family that we mentioned earlier in the show. Um, like I said, no family yet. But once we get that information, we will extend it out to you guys. See if you guys want to help us out. And uh, right. What do you got? Also, Thursdays, like like you just said, a little we touched a little bit on it earlier. Uh, we got something cl- we just started. We're going to be doing it every Thursday over on, um, you know, wherever you get your podcasts. It's called The Other Sides with me and Joey kind of just talking about whatever we want to talk about, things that are going on. Um, so if you're looking yeah, for more yeah, content yeah. of us, um, uh, like the us other here, side, the other side of us, literally the, the other, other side, side of, of 104.5 The Team. Yeah, yeah. You, we're sports here, everything else over there. Um, so go check us out. 
Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever like said, you get your podcast. Wherever you get your podcast. Absolutely. Um, thank you for listening. We will be back again next Sunday. Check us out on Thursdays if you want. Follow us on all your social media pages at Given Funday. Check us out on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, I, MySpace. God, I don't even know. <laughs> whatever. Just do it. Yik yak. Y- yik yak. Discord. Whatever it may be. Discord. Just do it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to another episode here of Any Given Fun Day on 104.5 The Team and the free 104.5 The Team app. Ray, you know how we do it. Everybody knows how we do it. As always, make sure you don't forget to let the fun days roll.